0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire
1: Centers. Doing the right thing since nineteen fifty-two.
2: Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill We Play some competitive sports
1: once in a while. would it? Oh, would that make you love me?
2: Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
0: Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. We just uh, just saw Raiders touchdown, which looked like it was
3: to Jordy Nelson. Jordan Jordy Nelson. Nelson finished that play off.
0: Yeah, he had a really long run, and uh, yeah, first drive of the game. Jordy Nelson touchdown reception. Also the. Saints got a great catch from Michael Thomas, who is an absolute beast and gets no love. And then Alvin Kamara has been open a couple times in a row because he's always
1: open. How disrespected are the Saints? Like we continue to talk about all the NFC teams that are gonna win, but very seldom do I hear someone say the Saints. I know we all think they're good, but it's been a lot of Vikings, a lot of clearly the the Rams and uh, the the champs, the the Eagles. But hey, Royce Freeman scored a touchdown too. Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, wide
0: open touchdown up the middle for the Broncos. Um. I don't think the Saints get that disrespected because everyone thinks the Saints are right in that same tier with the Vikings and the Rams and the Eagles, maybe like a slight half-tier down or something like that. But you're right. They just don't get as much talk because the Rams have been absolutely dominant so far. And tell me there's another... And the Eagles are defending chance. Tell me there's lot. a more dependable quarterback not named Tom Brady than Drew Brees. No, you're right. He's he's very, very consistent. He does it all. But um, but yeah. Let's get to Baker mania before we run out of time, because look, do that. we do this sometimes and we start to run out of time and let's get to Baker mania
1: because the Cleveland Browns have won a football game. Well, now Woo! I saw they still have not one on Sunday in like three, six hundred and well, thirty something days. It doesn't we, matter. Why are yeah. we caring about Sunday? Like, come on now. Well, that doesn't matter. I'm just saying. They won saying. a game.
3: Yeah.
0: They won a game. And it's <laughs> a good game. Well, it wasn't to start to Rob Taylor looked absolutely awful in the first uh, half of the game before he had the concussion. Baker Mayfield came in and single-handedly willed that team to a win on Thursday night football when they were down and it was absolutely incredible to watch and he was so much fun to watch <laughs> and he took he's take he's going to take the league like by Storm kind of like um Johnny Manziel did because he looks very similar to Johnny Manziel he in terms of the way he plays he's just a little bit more in control and let me tell you something, watching that Thursday night game, Terod Taylor threw every ball for four yards. That's why they called him captain Checkdown in Buffalo. I understand now because the first play of the game, Baker Mayfield comes in and throws a ball, a dart, like 30 yards down the field, perfect completion. And you're like, oh, it's on there now. It Cleveland's got is. a quarterback now. Uh, I know it's one game and I know I don't, I don't want to overreact, but he was named the starter today officially and the team just looked better with Baker Mayfield under center.
1: So I'll be real. I wasn't watching any of that game. And then I'm looking through um, Bleacher Report, and it says Baker Mayfield is into the game. And I had to turn and see what was going on. And I wasn't disappointed, man. Here's a guy that, I'll be real, there was times where I was skeptical, skeptical. Not because I thought he would be bad, just because uh, he went to the Browns. You know, I figured, I, I remember putting up a tweet the minute he got drafted that said, well, you just ruined that man's that young man's career. Thank you so much, Cleveland. But, man, ever since Hard Knocks, man, I've really liked what I, some of the things I've been hearing from that Browns team and organization and coaching staff and everything like that. And, man, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be a beast. And he came in there, like you said, that first pass was like, oh, okay, that's new and different for the Browns. Let's let's see if he can do it some more. And then he threw that first touchdown. I was like, here we go. This is kind of what you expect. And mind you, like you said, one game. So there's only so much you can take away from one game. But, hell, if he's going to give you – Four games like that this season, five games, all of a sudden, it's not so bad to be a Browns fan if that's what you are.
0: Well, I mean, the numbers are startling uh, just in terms of if you look at the stats of the game. Terod Taylor was 4 of 14 for 19 yards.
1: Baker three sacks, Got sacked three yep. times. Yeah.
0: Baker Mayfield, 17 of 23 for 201. Only got sacked, sacked once. once. And had a 94 quarterback rating to Terod Taylor's 5.6. And it just – his ability to move in the pocket – is a little bit nerve wracking because we've seen quarterbacks become too reliant on that. And then they can only throw from the run and they're not really throwing from the pocket. But the way that the jets defense was getting into the backfield of the Browns. I mean, that's why Terod Taylor left the game. He got concussed and he he was constantly getting pressured is the fact that Baker Mayfield can move like that and can still make the play is going to make him a, a viable starter for the Browns. Even if the offensive line isn't playing super well, like it wasn't on Thursday night. And, I just want to make sure that he doesn't become too reliant on his legs because that's when you start to kind of fall as a starting quarterback, because you're not trying to pass the ball anymore. You're just, or try to pass the ball under center. You're not doing your reads. You're just running and finding the first guy that, that is somewhat in your vision.
1: So I just don't want to see him turn into that. Well, and that's, that's the thing about having a rookie quarterback and hopefully having a quarterback whisperer that can be able to tell you like, man, you listen, these are the weapons that you have at your disposal. We don't want you to use those all the time, but when you when you need to run or when you need to kind of when you get flushed out of the pocket, you can make something happen with your legs. Hopefully he doesn't become like um I don't know like a a, a Michael Vick. You don't want him to do that just where he just tucks and runs. But speaking of Michael Vick, the the cool thing about Baker Mayfield is man it seems like his teammates were very much energized. The minute he came in the game, almost kind of like Michael Vick is I heard a lot of his teammates say, man, the minute he came to the game, you were like, okay, we have an opportunity to win. And then the minute something bad happened to him, everybody's shoulders slumped. I think Baker Mayfield is going to have that same type of uh, impact on his team. I th- What I saw, I saw um,
3: a very positive performance from Baker Mayfield. Um, stats say a really good story. I think the eye test, what I thought about him, um, he – he had a little bit of a happy feet. He didn't look quite comfortable in the pocket, which is, I think, something that you were alluding to there, Mike. Um, I, I think I think he has the same problem that Tyrod Taylor has, and that is he's a little bit short, and he has to figure out how he's going to be able to deal with these tall NFL lines in front of him and how he's going to be able to see, see the rest of the field from inside the pocket. Um, and, and an offensive line that was really struggling um, to, to block – for their quarterback. Tyrod had a horrible game. He's had a horrible start to the season. I think part of that has to do with the offensive line play. Um, But I, there's definitely something um, that Baker Mayfield has and why I was so excited about him going into the draft. And that's something that you can't quantify on a stat sheet. It's only something you can see. And that is it. He has it. The guy knows how to win. He is a winner. Um, He knows how to make plays and, and you're right. You can't coach that. And Tyrod to me is a game manager. I think he's a, I've been on this show many a times thing. I like Tyrod. I think he's a good quarterback. He's had some raw situations, but he doesn't have it the way Baker Mayfield has it. And so it is time for Baker Mayfield to have his, his time.
0: Uh, we just saw Josh Allen running for a touchdown, 10 yard touchdown. And he touched the pylon with the ball. <laughs> just uh, if duck fans are watching red zone, they're going, come on. Come on. Remember, the rules are different in the NFL and college, we found out. T- t- it's a learning process now. for us. It's a learning process. Coming up next, it's time for the West Coast Bias. What is Earl Thomas doing, and what are the Seahawks going to do, and should they just trade him to Dallas after this week's game? Uh, that's all next here on Football Sunday on the Fan.
2: It's time for some West Coast flavor. Side.
1: Left side!
2: Yes, this is the center of the football universe. Don't oversell it. I'm not Come on, stop milking it i didn't right hear my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
0: West Coast Bias time here on uh, Sports Sunday or Football Sunday, excuse me. There's my first mess up of the first three weeks of the season. 10:16 here on your Sunday morning. Games are underway. Gio Bernard just ran in for a touchdown. Zach Ertz looks good so far. A.J. Green looked like he, gim- he was a little gimpy, walked off the field slowly after a touchdown was called back that he caught. Broncos and Ravens are tied at seven. outs. Collins just scored a touchdown. Carson Did, Wentz threw one. That's what I mean, Yeah, Carson Wentz played, is playing well so far. Whoa. <laughs> that was Anthony Sherman, the fullback, for the Chiefs just going like 12 yards all muscle. I love when fullbacks are still used in football.
1: Fullbacks are awesome, man. So much
0: fun. And Josh Allen. Scored a touchdown. Yeah, man. Look at him. 7-0. Bills over Vikings early in that one. So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on. You'll hear it in Jesse's update coming up in about 10 minutes. But West Coast bias, I want to take a little focus towards the West Coast and put it onto the Seahawks and Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas did not practice a couple of days this week, and they're calling it a holding in instead of holding out. He is sitting on the sidelines and not practicing. He just refuses to practice. And he's hoping that Kareem Hunt also touched down right there, by the way. He's hoping that the Seahawks will trade him because he's holding in. The Seahawks look bad this year. They really do. They don't they don't look like they're going to be a good team. Earl Thomas has not been happy since the offseason. He wants he wanted to go to Dallas as early as last season during their game. Remember when they played Dallas, he went into the Dallas locker room and said, trade for me. What do you do if you're the Seahawks at this point? You're probably not going to get a lot for him. I know he's a great player, but trades at this level, you generally aren't getting the best return. Uh, maybe you'll get a, a pick, a, a higher pick, hopefully, but you, you don't always get the best return at this point in the season. Do you trade him to Dallas? Do you just play him this week? And then basically after the game, go, hey, Earl, go go to your own locker room. You're being traded. Do you, do you try to hold on to him because of how good uh, he is and how bad your defense is? And what, what do you do? Um, By the way, Kirk Cousins just fumbled the ball. Bills uh, have the ball in the ring. So. Yeah, see? Um, <laughs> uh, Never think you, Thomas, know you know something the NFL. Football
1: is, is such a, a fickle sport because you don't get, you know, 15 years of, you know, playing in the professionals. You may only get for You know, the average NFL career is, what, 2.8 years? You know, that's not a long time. Earl Thomas here at 29, still a really, really good safety. Like, at this point – you better get rid of him now while his value is still relatively high and you can still do something for him at this point you trade him to the cowboys who i don't know if i don't know if they have assets i'm not sure exactly what the cowboys have as far as trade value I mean, picks, you know, they're going to yeah, trade they, picks they pick, get picks or whatever but i mean if you really want this i guess this headache out of your locker room like one thing i don't do is you when you play for somebody i, I don't go to them it's like oh man i can't wait to play for you guys next year like that's 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 something strange and i'm i'm and that was want, that was before Seattle even was as bad as they appear to be now. Yeah, and mind you, I'm not one of those loyalty people, like, oh, you got to be loyal to your team. But while I play for you guys, man, I'm with you guys. And that's okay. I can hate everything, but once my free agency comes up, then I'm able to go on and kind of do my own thing. But at this point, you're rebuilding. I would think we all can agree that the Seahawks probably aren't going to win their division or aren't going to be very not, I'm probably. not competitive. The yeah, Rams are winning that division. The Rams are winning that division, <laughs> and if the Rams don't win that division, then more than likely the the Niners, I don't know, the Niners, it's the Rams. Will win, you know Rams what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just it's kind of at this point you have nothing uh, that you're really playing for outside of pride, and you know is pride really worth hanging on to a guy that doesn't really want to be there? And so I say kind of let him go. Uh, I Earl, think yeah, Earl Thomas is, is a great talent, and because he's a great talent, you can get something back great for him unless you really really don't want him in your locker room and you'll trade him for peanuts.
0: And the Bills have to settle for a field goal, three and out already. But hey. Uh, I had the Vikings defensive fantasy and I thought that it was a surefire like 20 points so far. Not, not the case, not the case at all. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Get what you can for him now before he leaves for nothing. If he's that unhappy and he's not practicing and your team is not good anyway, trade him, trade him for the most that you can get. The report came in today that the chiefs are also interested, not just the Cowboys, but the, the report did say the Cowboys are hoping that this game is the beginning of them opening conversations again. Because since Earl Thomas came back to camp, they have not talked about a trade, those two sides. But they were hoping that since they're in the, the same stadium together today, uh, you can hear about, hear that on the fan, by the way, right after us, 11 a.m. pregame starts, The uh, that that would start trade conversations again. And I think it should. I think I think this could very well be the last game that Earl Thomas plays for the Seahawks if he even plays today or is, is involved that much. And that's that's fine. The Seahawks need to blow it up and rebuild. Use Russell Wilson to get you more wins than you think you will get and draft better because the last few drafts have been atrocious and that's why they fell from Legion of Boom Super Bowl winners to what we see now is an offense that can barely move the football yeah, I just, and a defense that is not playing as well as it used
1: to. You know, and Earl, Hunt, he hasn't really, you know, helped his case with, you know, just Oh, Saquon Barkley. Dang Saquon it. Barkley. I don't have him on my team. It need to be Evan Ingram, but good. Good thing the young man scored. But when you have a guy like Earl Thomas, man, who seemingly over the last little bit been kind of disgruntled, and then if you sit there, if you're Earl Thomas on his part, and you look at all your guys gone, you look at Cam Chancellor's gone, man, you you see that uh, that Michael Bennett isn't there anymore, and then you look over and you see that Richard Sherman isn't there anymore. It's like, well, damn, these are all my these are all my guys. Like these are the people that I that I won with, and they're no longer no longer here when we were really the legion of boom, like you're like the last one at the party. You're the one at the club when the lights come on. And when the lights come on, you see that that chick you've been talking to isn't super, isn't as cute as she was with the, with the club lights. So I think that's the thing for him now. He just needs to get out the club before the lights come on.
0: Do you think that Earl Thomas is as good as he, well, he's definitely not as good as he used to be, but do you think that he would still be a huge impact player for either the Cowboys or the Chiefs for the next year or or, Chiefs, yes. or two, if they re-sign
1: them, Chiefs yes, uh, Cowboys no. Cowboys are in a, in a position to where their defense isn't great right now. They have a couple great offensive weapons, but they can't even really figure out how to use those all the way at this point. So the Chiefs are in a, a phenomenal position. They probably, considered with Patrick Mahomes, they might be winning the uh, AFC West. You know, there's a good chance that they walk away with that this year man, you put him on that team with in the absence of what Eric Berry used to be for that squad, then all of a sudden, hey, you don't know what Earl Thomas and the Chiefs can do. I,
0: I think that he is – I'm curious because I wonder if he's not playing as well this year because he's unhappy. He's, he's disgruntled. So it's, it's a real thing. And, of course, he was hurt and he's coming back from an injury. But I do think, too, that he still has enough left in the tank to be a helpful player for, for whatever team signs him. I'm with you. I think the Chiefs, first of all, they do need some secondary help. It's been a little bit porous so far this year. And I agree with you that the Cowboys are not very good. So if I were him, I know he wants to play in Dallas. I know he, he's been wanting the Cowboys for feels like two years now. And maybe that's where he plays the best because he's happiest there. But the Cowboys are not that good this year. They're not. And I think he would help the Chiefs way more then he would help the Cowboys. I, I agree with you on that. And I think the Seahawks just want to get him out of the division. They don't, it's really, really hard to trade players in division because you don't want to see that guy again. And I, I, so either the Cowboys or the Chiefs works works in my opinion. But I, I think he still has a couple of years left of being an effective player.
1: No, I think he's still a, a very good player. Now, will he be that star safety that he was on the Seahawks? Probably not anymore. But I say you pair him with a couple of great defenders that are already on a team, then yes, he could be very good. You play him with the Justin Houston and maybe some of those uh, some of those corners from um, from Kansas City, and all of a sudden, well, maybe, maybe it's not as porous anymore. Maybe they don't get beat over the top like they've been doing. So I think he can definitely help uh, a roster out, and he can help the Cowboys out. I mean, the Cowboys are bad, but he might be one of those guys that maybe ties some things up and makes them better. Like, I think he's that good of a player, which is the reason why we're talking so much about Earl Thomas. Well, it's
3: it's one of those things where if there's a team between these two that really needs it more, it's probably the Kansas City Chiefs. You look at at history; what history's told you, it doesn't matter how good your offense is if you don't have a defense to stop a nosebleed in the playoffs, you're going to lose. It just that you don't you don't make it to the Super Bowl. You don't win a Super Bowl on offense alone. And right now, that Kansas City defense is absolutely atrocious. When you take into the fact that is Earl Thomas as good as he used to be thank you emmanuel sanders um if you if you think earl thomas is good as he used to be he's not but the fact of the matter is he still has enough in the tank to play at a high level i don't know about a, a super elite level but a high level that can help a team that really does has aspirations when you have an offense that moves the ball the way they do but they just need help on the back end in that in that defense
0: Earl Thomas is holding in. They're saying he is showing up at practice, but not practicing. He's sitting on the sidelines and they're playing the Cowboys this week. And we all kind of are expecting a trade to happen within probably the next couple of days after this game is final. So it may very well be the last game you see for Earl Thomas in a Seahawk uniform. And, and they should do it. They need, they need to get something back for him before he leaves for good. That's going to do it for the West coast buyers. We do it every single week at 10, 15. means it's time for hate it or love it. Jesse will ask us questions. We get awarded points for it. And the winner gets to host the last segment. I won last week by default. So I'm going to let Jesse pick who goes first and goes second since Rashad was out sick. Well, we'll have him pick that next. The first, he has a Sports Center update.
2: Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it's time for Hate It or Love It. I broke
0: exactly on time, so we should have the maximum amount of time to get this segment done today. And uh, I won last week by default because Rashad was sick, so I'm going to let Jesse choose who goes first and who goes second for this week's edition of Hate or Love It. All right,
3: uh, Rashad, you to go second. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, I'm a nice guy. You know, I get it. Yeah. Let's, what can I say? So um, what, do we, what do we got this week? I'm well, assuming all NFL. Yeah, that's what I do. It's going to have a little bit of a some of these questions gonna have a little bit of a fantasy flair to them. Um, some of them might be a quick reaction based off of what we've seen this morning. I just like to be reactionary. What can I say? Um, And so with that said, we'll start in Oakland, which that passing game has actually been somewhat efficient to start the season, despite the fact that the Raiders are 0-2. First week, you had um, Jared Cook leading the team in receptions and yards. And week two, that was Amari Cooper. Currently in week three, it's Jordy Nelson coming back from the dead. (laughs) Well, the the fantasy dead anyway, to make a big catch, get in and find the end zone on the very next play. Love or hate? Jordy Nelson will finish the season with 800 yards and five touchdowns. Uh,
0: I hate it because I don't think Jordy Nelson is back. I think he's having a really good game where there's been a ton of blown coverages. We've seen a lot of the plays so far where Jordy Nelson's wide freaking open because of blown coverages and maybe that's good formations and and good usage of scheme from the offense for the Raiders but I'm not sure that it's him as much as the bad defense that the Raiders are facing so far he's lost a step we've seen him run he doesn't look exactly the same as he used to and also uh, Derek Carr has been really inconsistent this year so far so I just don't trust him to be that kind of a guy they've got Amari Cooper on that team who although He has never been that guy either. (laughs) He's been super inconsistent as well. I trust him more than I trust Jordy Nelson. I thought Jordy Nelson was done the second he left Aaron Rodgers. I thought, I I think Jordy Nelson's a great wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, but he was helped so much by the perfect ball placement by Aaron Rodgers that frankly, Derek Carr just doesn't have. And I don't think he's going to be a top guy this year and not in touchdowns, but in yards receiving. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a fluke this week and don't expect too much from him.
1: I mean, damn, I've, I have to hate it. I'm I'm with Lynch right there, man. He pretty much said most of the things I was going to say. Up until today when he had the two catches, uh, one of which was for a touchdown, he's been targeted eight times, only had five catches. Uh, Has about 53 yards up until today when he had the big touchdown play. Uh, So to say he'll get how many touchdowns did you – did you said five. five, five touchdowns? Uh, I think the five touchdowns is probably doable um just through the season because he probably won't be the number one target. You do still have an Amari Cooper, and he is still uh, progressing as a player. Derek Carr is getting better as a passer. Mind you, let's not forget that he did miss some time uh, a little bit ago with, with an injury, but this is his first year. In Oakland and really at this point I think he's just there to be a mentor for some of these younger receivers and teach them how to do things uh I I do see five touchdowns I don't see eight uh 800 yards I think you said for the season uh he hasn't had uh you know he's had thousand yard seasons before he came from Green Bay but again when you have the most pinpoint accurate quarterback in arguably the history of the league, throwing you the ball, uh, you're going to be able to to perform. So uh, I I guess I hate half of it because the other half, I do think five touchdowns are doable. I do not think 800 yards is going to happen. Not this year for Jordan Nelson. All
3: right. Okay. Well, now let's look at the other side where Amari Cooper stands. We've seen Amari Cooper get 1,000 yards as well, but... Didn't have a thousand yards last season. He's kind of been an up and down receiver to start the season. Had a great week two, horrible week one. Uh, don't know how how it's going. I haven't been paying enough attention in the Oakland game. I don't know if he has any catches. He has today. one catch on one target. One catch, one target today. Nine, nine yards. Love or hate, and and this also goes into the fact that John Gruden has had like. Uh, 1,000-yard receiver, like eight of his nine years or nine of his 10 seasons coaching. Love or hate, Amari Cooper will be a 1,000-yard receiver this season.
0: Uh, Love by default, (laughs) I think. You say the John Gruden stat, and that's a good stat for John Gruden, but John Gruden hasn't coached in 10 years, and I don't know if John Gruden's style of coaching is really going to pan out so far. Now, they were close against Denver last week, and they lost, and so far it's looked pretty good against the Dolphins. Uh, in terms of their offense is actually working a little bit but if you actually look at the box score so far the offense is literally only those three catches to jordan Nelson, and nothing else is working so jared cook is getting a lot of looks and amari cooper as i said in the in the last answer is just not consistent enough consistent enough for me to trust to get 1,000 yards so i'm going to hate by default i don't know if the john gruden experiment is going to work out right away it might take some time they have a 10-year contract with them so maybe it'll work out in the long run but for now they're coming from a different coach and a different philosophy and they're going to a guy who's a bit more old school and I don't know if I see a thousand yards in Amari Cooper's future this year so I'll say hate.
1: Uh, I say love Um, already through the first couple games he's got 125 yards which doesn't sound like a lot but then you multiply that by you know you know, 12 games, and it's more than likely that he ends up with a thousand yards. Like you said, just based off of default, this is the first year where Amari Cooper is the number one wide receiver in Oakland. The past few years, he's had to share that uh, kind of limelight with guys like Michael Crabtree, who's a pretty good receiver, it really morphed into a really good receiver. Now he's option numero uno for Derek Carr, and really, he's the only person on this team that's been able to that can say, man, I've been here the entire time with Derek Carr. So if there's anybody on the team that has a rapport, it would be uh, Amari Cooper. For as bad of a season as he had last year, he only, uh, he only had 680 yards. He had the most touchdowns he's had in his entire career with seven last year. It's six his first year, five the year following where he was really good, and then seven last year. So um, he, he he was able to find the end zone a few times. So because of that, I do think he's going to end up with a little over 1,000 yards. Wouldn't shock me if he ended up with about 12 1,200 to 1,300 yards because I do think he's going to be the focal point of what they're able to do for the Oakland offense.
3: All right. Rashad Taylor has a one-point lead heading into round number three. Let's go. All right. I don't know. This guy is a guy that I like to bring up every once in a while because I mean, he's kind of a I mean, he's pretty much been a terrible quarterback in his pro career, but at the same time, as a fantasy asset, he's actually been pretty good. But people look at him as an actual pro quarterback, and they don't want anything to do with him on the fantasy um, plane. And that is... Alex Smith. Blake Bortles. Oh, okay. Blake Bortles has actually been a pretty consistent top 13 caliber quarterback in his career, basically since he had his breakout season where he was in the top 10. Love or hate? Blake Bortles will be a top 12 fantasy quarterback at the end of the season.
0: Uh, <laughs> wow. You're going to throw me for an absolute loop on that one, Jesse. Mm-hmm. I am going to say, you know what? I'll say love because I think you're right. Because of the garbage time touchdowns he has always gotten, and he's actually improved over the last couple of years to a point where I think you can trust him to not be Mr. Five interception every single game like he was early in his career. I think once Leonard Fournette is healthy, the running game is good enough that he's going to be able to pass the ball. And even though you lose Marquise Lee, you have seen the Jaguars effectively use a couple of their receivers so far uh, to to pretty effective ways as well. They've gotten guys who've gotten 70 catches a game, and they. I just like Blake Bortles better than I used to. And top 12 is not that hard to attain for a guy like Bortles. He can get some rushing touchdowns as well. He's very good in the red zone and in the, in the RPO type of plays, run pass option type of plays. And I think the Jaguars, as a good team, leads to Blake Bortles getting more opportunity to score more points because they are a good team because their defense is absolutely filthy and their offense is, is manageable.
1: So I'll say love. I'm going to say hate, hard hate, <laughs> Blake Bortles being a top <laughs> 12 fantasy. That's the key word fantasy quarterback could he be a top 12 quarterback as far as a game manager of course but do I think he's going to be better than what Tom Brady Mahomes Aaron Rodgers Cam Newton Kirk Cousins some of these other guys are able are going to be able to do no because then you got the return of a guy like Carson Wentz who's throwing his first touchdown in his first series back with the team uh, you've got guys like Jimmy Garoppolo who we're pretty sure is going to break out of their slump and kind of figure things out as the year progressive you still got big ben who still has weapons all over the field uh andrew luck is coming back and looking a little bit like andrew luck all of a sudden we mentioned philip rivers and continue to mention these are that's 10 11 guys right there and we haven't even gotten to the russell wilson's and some of those other guys so because of that i don't really see blake bortles being a top 12 top 10 fantasy quarterback? Can it be a top 10, top 12 quarterback just overall? Man, absolutely, especially if his team continues to win. I think he can be a little bit better than Joe Flacco. But, you know, do I think he can be, as far as fantasy, getting me 20 points a game as a quarterback? I don't think so.
0: He had 33 last week.
1: That's that's how often is that going to happen? Against you know, the Patriots. We've seen that once. Don't don't try to redoss. I see how you tried to throw that in there about what team. I know who was against. <laughs> I saw it.
0: <laughs> By the way, is Josh Allen just going to be like, Superman. He just dove into the end zone for his first t- first touchdown. He jumped over a defender on third and ten on a running play that got him the first down. That's all we've I, talked what about. What is
1: Josh Allen doing? And who are these Bills? And what have you done? Maybe that's maybe some guys are just better suited in the NFL. We've seen a lot of guys come from college and we're like, oh, it's good been a young quarterback, quarterback been a quarter and, you know, and a half, good young quarterback. But and then all of a sudden they come to the league and I'm like, whoa, who saw this coming? So maybe that's Josh Allen. Oh, I mean, he was a.
3: What? Where'd he go? Like uh, Wyoming. Uh, like, yeah. No, he was a oh, he top was, top ten pick. Yeah. yeah he so went
1: six, six, seven, something like that. Six, seven, something like
3: yeah, that. I mean, so I guess people thought that at least Buffalo thought he could be good, but I mean, one game, you know, a few plays doesn't make a career. Well, against
1: this, the Vikings, it makes a great career because are they're going to talk? Is about that him? that backup Marcus? Uh, or is, no,
3: that's 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 yelled or not uh, Ivory? That's Ivory right there. He was wide open. Yeah. Vikings defense is playing like garb. Yep, you know um, these these elite defenses coming out the gate really really uh, hot. Man, you know, Broncos. All right, Jesse. Baltimore. Who won?
0: Stop with the stop with the <laughs> the suspense.
3: Who won? The winner today, Mike Lynch. Oh, I one Came going first. That's rare. Yeah, very Ugh. very
0: rare. Uh, Vikings were a 16.5 point favorite at home. They're at home, and they just gave up a pass all the way into the red zone again. They're about to be down 24 nothing if the Bills don't mess it up. So, <sighs> sad times. Coming up next, well, we'll figure it out. This is Football Sunday on the Fan.
2: Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.47
0: here. And I guess we had the breaking news happen for us, as Jesse just told us, Adam Schefter. You want to give us the report? I don't see it, but what's the report that you saw from Schefter?
3: Alright, i uh, I'm bring it up here really quick. Um...
0: So it on your phone? Did it pop? Or? Yeah,
3: ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting Steelers now listening to trade offers and hold out Levy and Bell. They're satisfied with James Conner giving the offense through the two games, looking to move Bell, um, because of the off-field distractions. Um, since he's shown no indication of wanting wow. to play anytime soon, so it sounds like Pittsburgh actually considering moving on from Bell. Which, like uh, Rashad said in the break, they've showed no interest in keeping him beyond this season. So why not? get something for him when you actually do have somebody who's quite competent at that position. I,
0: I'm i surprised it's gotten to this point, but holy crap, every NFL team wants to trade for Le'Veon Bell right now because he's still that good. I don't, I don't care that he's holding out for a better contract. I don't blame him for holding out for a better contract. I don't think he's a bad teammate for doing it. I think he's doing what's right by him. We see it. I saw the best the best tweet about this probably three weeks ago when this all started. And they, it, it was a tweet that basically said, owner decides that not keeping this player because he's too expensive is a good decision and wants to wants to do right by him and, and the team. Fans celebrate. Player decides, oh, has scored a touchdown. <laughs> now, now, I feel, now I feel like an <laughs> idiot. Um, but then he said, player decides that he wants to make more money and holds out to do it, fans go against him and hate him. He goes, I'm always surprised by the fans wanting to basically feed into the capitalism of the owners but not supporting the players. And to me, it is 100% in the right of Le'Veon Bell to do what he's doing. The Steelers need to pay him what he's worth because he's the top one or two running back in the NFL and if they're not going to pay him, then let him go. And if James Conner is the guy and that's who they want to be the starter, then let him go. He will sign a big deal. I guarantee that. And whatever team trades for him is probably going to sign him, lock him up right away. And they're going to get one of the best running backs in the league.
1: And as you start looking around the league, you know, James Conner has played really well over these past couple of of weeks. Uh, He ain't Le'Veon Bell. And uh, I think there's something to be said when you have – uh, players that are as good as Le'Veon Bell, especially at the running back position for as long as he's been, he's been able to be good. And you're looking at a guy who's, man, been through some injuries, through uh, a couple suspensions, and yet and still, they've still been able to kind of truck along. And you're seeing that Pittsburgh feels like they can continue this, six, six, this success? Question mark? Like, are they having success? Because right now the Cleveland Browns have a better record than the Pittsburgh Steelers. So is that really success at this point without your star player? I think things would look much different if he were there. And since you plan, it looks like he's not going to be a part of your future. Why don't you get some other young guys in there that will be?
3: I, I'm just looking at So I was like, you know, what team would I really want to see him on? Like a a team that can move the ball offensively, but maybe doesn't have a running back. San Francisco. Uh, uh, no, I I think they're happy with Brita and Alfred Morris I, and Jarek McKinnon. and I'm actually thinking Indianapolis Colts personally. Oh, that'd be a good one. You know, uh, the, Mar- their running back situations, a mess. They can't run the ball. It's all in Andrew luck. Give him a little bit more help on that offense to where teams don't just tee up on that passing game. All of a sudden that, that offense looks really nice to me.
0: That's a good one. I'm trying to think. So who else? Uh, the Packers, they've got a running back situation. Packers, yep. That's very confusing and uh, is not, not that good too young for Balt. I mean for Oakland, so. <laughs> uh, yes, true, although that would be a good spot for Oakland as well. Um, who else out there has iffy running back situations?
3: Well, and it's, it's um, not just that, too. It's also how much Seattle uh, space do they have in the cap?
0: Seattle would be good, yeah. Um, shoot.
3: They just spent a first-round pick on a running back, though, you know? And right, uh, even though he's not
0: playing super well.
3: right? You
1: know, the, the 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 dolphins, you know, have have an interesting uh, position with Drake and Gore. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I mean
0: frankly, I I'd, I'd say 80% of the league gets a better player than they currently have uh if they get Bell. Or actually that's that's stupid. Uh, honestly, 100% many, of the league gets a better player than they already have if they have
1: yeah.
0: if they get Bell, but most of them are not willing to get or to start him over like a Kareem Hunt for example. At like Tampa? Leon Bell is better than Kareem Hunt, but the Chiefs are fine. They're not going to trade for him.
3: Like you a know. Tampa Bay um, Ooh, would they, be a really nice place for him. They them. need
0: running back badly. They,
3: they're averaging like two and a half yards of carry so far to start the season. Uh, the problem with that is, is once again, it's just you're trying to figure out which of these teams is going to have the cap space to sign them. Uh, Tampa Bay's down there tw- 22 as far as cap space available. And that's one of the reasons why I liked Indianapolis Colts. They have the second most cap space available right now in the league. So that that gives you the ability to sign Bell long-term to a deal that he wants.
0: I will say I'm very much enjoying the Colts option that she threw out there. Andrew Luck, Le'Veon Bell. That I, I think that helps that offense. In that division? Absolutely. Because the offense, even though Luck's been back and he's healthy, it hasn't been perfect. It's been it's been weird and the running game is is totally a mess. I think that's a perfect spot right there. I like that. Good call. Good call. Thanks. I enjoy that. Uh by the way, Bills are on the one yard line, fourth and goal. I believe yeah you know, they called a timeout not a delay game but fourth of them, fourth and goal at the one yard line after a uh, another bad <laughs> couple of series for the Vikings
3: the way they're getting after Kirk Cousins how do you not do it and just be like oh you know what if we don't get this maybe we get a safety out of it so yeah
0: i man i'm i'm shocked by this result so far this is why the NFL is so great is because Vikings are a six and 16 and a half Show. point favorite they're, well, they're, they might be reviewing it, but they called that a, down at the one. Um, that's why they, they're a sixteen and a half point favorite, and the Bills are completely putting it to them so far. Like it's not even close; it's a complete joke. Should have started Andrew Luck today instead of Deshaun Watson. I'm. You're getting tired of Deshaun Watson at now? this
1: point. It's been it's so he's it's been three weeks. The First week was terrible. Um, week two was much better, but uh, so far he hasn't done anything. Just patience. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, fantasy is one of those things you, you know, too much patience and and you might have you might have lost. I'm just saying so. on the
3: day. I'm saying on the day. Like, it, I don't know how many times I've looked at my team and been like, oh my gosh, I scored 30 points in this first half of like, and then the next thing you know, the second half where all the points are. So just patience. Right. Like right That's now. That's where they I were have, for Deshaun last week too.
0: I have Julio Jones with one point so far.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, be patient. Just marinate it. Let it marinate a little bit. The quarterback
0: can't have one point. Another touchdown for Josh Allen. He jumped over the pile. It's 24 to nothing. Bills
1: over the Vikings. Josh maybe,
3: Allen's going to be the number one QB this week in fantasy.
1: Maybe he's found his lane. And currently, Deshaun Watson has 3.1 points. So, And Josh Allen probably has way
0: more because he has two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So. I'm
3: not worried about Deshaun. And things will come.
0: Remember, he had a really bad injury last year. Let's give him some time. And he was only a rookie last year and played in what, eight games?
1: Before he got hurt? Uh... Huh. Was it eight games? Yeah, like, it was like
3: six. No, it was, I think he, I think he might have been started six, played in seven. Can't remember because
1: one of them he didn't start. Well, oh my gosh, is that?
0: Whoa! What is the is, wall doing
1: there? Is that ten? That's a terrible place to put a wall.
0: There's a wall right behind the end zone, and it looks. Who's number ten? Is that Kenny Stills, on the Dolphins? Ca- catches a great touchdown and one runs right yeah, into the wall.
1: Stills. That's a that's a safety hazard.
0: Runs right into the wall. Man, all right, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks so much for listening today. Right after us, we have the Seahawks, Cowboys pregame show. Eleven a.m. kick's gonna be at about one twenty-five, and you can hear that uh, coming up right after we end here. Next week, Seahawks play the Cardinals. It's another one o five kick, so we'll be on at nine to eleven, same as the following week, nine to eleven. The week after that, I believe we are off because of an early game. So two straight 9-11s. We actually might be on 9-11 all year. I'm not fully sure. So uh, we'll be back then. Thanks so much for listening and texting, and we'll see you next week.
2: Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat!